Hi, it's Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. If algorithmic trading has got you bamboozled, then this week's episode is for you. My guest today is Bob Pardo, President and CEO of Pardo Capital Management. Bob's an original pioneer of algorithmic trading software in the futures industry. He was instrumental in laying the foundations of what have become industry-wide software applications. He is the author of The Design, Testing and Optimization of Trading Systems. And in today's interview, we discuss exactly what algorithmic trading is, its major benefits and its future with artificial intelligence. And with Bob's rich trading experience, I also asked him advice for newer traders and what separates good from great traders. And I'd like to say that in next week's show, we're going to feature the details of the Royal Commission report and we'll go through its findings with economist Jonathan Barrett. But to kickstart this week's show, let's hear from Chris Tate in a little trading as he warns you to not detonate your account. And here is the question for CT. Avoiding losses is more important than maximising gains. Because you don't die. One of the problems that we face as traders is that we have finite capital. Once it's gone, it's gone. There is no first home share buyer scheme. Despite the EDC of many CFD providers now allowing people to open accounts with credit cards, which is an insane idea, how that ever got up and how it ever passes the sniff test at ASIC is beyond me. But that's the way it works. If you go broke, you can't play. It's as simple as that. If you have a robust trading system and a robust personality and you simply kill your losses, there will come a time when the trades you start to take generate outsized gains. The problem is, if you've gone broke before then, you will never get to that point. There is a savage feedback loop in trading, and that is survive, 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 make money, make money, survive a bit longer, survive a bit longer, make more money, make more money, survive a bit longer. The problem is people don't survive. They, they detonate their accounts immensely quickly. If you can hang in the game, sooner or later, it all gels. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Saliba, and I listen to Talking Trading with Caroline Stephen. You ought to, too. Trader, money manager, consultant, entrepreneur, student in the market, and head of Pardo Capital Management, Bob Pardo. Hello, and welcome to Talking Trading. Hi. Great to be here. Bob, you're an early pioneer of algorithmic trading in the futures industry, and you were instrumental in laying the initial foundations of what have become industry-wide algorithmic software applications. Bob, what exactly is algorithmic trading? Well, algorithmic trading really is simply, in the end, is just rule-based trading. Um, but And I, I realized that, you know, having the background that I have where I knew a lot of floor traders, no successful trader uh, trades from the seat of their pants. They all trade by some kind of by some kind of rules. They can be simple rules. They can be rules based upon cues they get from when they used to be trading trading floors, or they can be very very complicated. Um, and you know, back in the day, 
they really were handwritten rules. And you actually had to look at charts and so forth to follow them. Uh, obviously, nowadays, uh, they become, they have, a lot of them have become very, very complicated algorithms. Bob, you mentioned back in the day, how did you get your first start in the markets? Tell us your background. Well, um, I worked on the Mercantile Exchange, the CME floor. Um, I used to work for Salomon Brothers when they actually had a, when there was a Salomon Brothers and when they actually had a, uh, an operation trading in the IMM. And uh, so I had, I spent some years doing that and I had a partner who was a floor trader. And I had gotten wind of the fact that there was this thing called the microcomputer, which is now just the, the PC. Um, and I said, you know, we can, I can, we can, probably develop what we, what we called in those days numbers. Yes, we were produced by computer. We compute, started producing computerized scalping numbers, essentially. Um, and I did it first by hand. And then when the when we, I started exploring what we could do, getting getting our hands on an Apple PC, and that's how we that's how we got started doing. That was the bare, that was the very beginning of my approach to uh, using computers to calculate meaningful trading signals. Let's talk about the benefits of algorithmic trading. Well, I mean, there are many benefits, but I think one of the first and most important benefits are that you actually have some way of knowing whether or not uh, you can you can test your strategy and know whether or not it really truly has a consistent positive expectancy. Because the truth of the matter is a lot of people hear a lot of things and they think, well, maybe that works, maybe that doesn't, but they really don't know. But if it's, if it's algorithmic, you can test it. Um, and if you know how to test things correctly, you can, you, you can actually know that it's going to actually make money for you, given that all, nothing really changes dramatically, let's put it that way. So that's one big benefit. Um, the other big benefit is it takes good old-fashioned greed and fear out of the equation. People say this, but the truth of the matter is that it only, it only puts it in the hands of the computer. You still have to have the courage to follow your strategy, which... I can tell you there are people who are friends of mine who just can't. Um, and the, 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 the story, the, you know, the end of the story is pretty obvious. That just, it doesn't work out for them. Um, and I think then the, but it, it does tend to reduce the element of, of fear because if you don't really know what your system is supposed to really do and you get into a drawdown, you think, well, okay, what do I do now? Uh, do I run for the hills or do I stick with it? Um, but if you know something about your system and you know it's well-tested, uh, if you have the confidence in your system, you simply stick with it. Um, but if you don't have the confidence, uh, then you run. And I mean, and, and people still do that. Um, trust me on that one. <laughs> um, but I think the third benefit that people tend not to really recognize, and it's something we do because we will trade in size, um, with algorithmic trading, it's highly scalable. I, I Show me a prop trader who can trade successfully in – 50 markets and I'll show you a guy with you know nine arms and three heads um, it's really difficult the and the ultimate thing is you ultimately you have the ability to integrate and for a lot of people trading size is not that important but for all people reducing risk by 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 using diversification is critical to success and with algorithmic trading you can diversify many markets as many markets as you can afford and you can also add as many strategies as you can come up with. So I think those are, I think those are the three biggest benefits, knowledge, elimination of, of fear and doubt um, and greed. And because and the greed aspect, too, is going back to one, one point that I really missed 
Um, you know, a lot of people, I can't tell you the number of stories about people who just get out. They'll sit on a loser for a long time and they just take a, take the smallest profit at the, the drop of a hat. You know, if you simply stick with your strategy, um, you, you, you'll know when to get in and when to get out. Um, and greed won't be a, won't be a factor. It won't, and fear won't be a factor. Where did it so, start? Where did Algo Trading start? And where's Algo Trading going? Well, Algo Trading really started probably actually about when I started doing this. Um, there was a, a thing called Club 3000 years ago, and people used to actually sell systems that would sometimes be nothing more than a piece of paper or two for $3,000, which is now about like $15,000. Um, so, but they were, people were beginning for good reasons and bad reasons. They were beginning, beginning to try to codify or systematize, um, trading strategies. When the computer came along, it became possible to actually, you know, have the computer do the work. Um, and I think it started probably, it really started getting in earnest in the, in the, it started in, in the eighties. And ironically, you know, when I first started doing this, uh, we were always very far ahead of the time with our software. And I used to have to convince people that algorithmic trading strategies would actually, could actually make money. Mm. People didn't think they could. They didn't think they could. They didn't think they would. They thought it was all a bunch of hooey. Um, nowadays, I think you'll have the opposite side of the story, except in New York. Most people think that people who are not algorithmic traders can't really, can't really make money. So, I mean, I think they both can. But they think that they, they can't. And, and then, you know, the, what really gave it a really big impetus um, was when they when they started doing basket trading, that was probably the that was when the people started seeing how easy it was to for these big these big firms. It was like picking picking fish out of a barrel. When you say um, basket so, trading, do you mean ETFs? What do you mean no, by basket trading? Uh, basket trading back in those days was actually people people had the they would basically arb um, the S and P five hundred. So they would basically um, they would basically buy or sell a basket of individual stocks against the opposite position in the S&P futures market, trading on the, on the on trading, essentially arbing it. Um, and it could only really be done with big money and it could only be done with computers. So it was, it was the bailiwick of the big firms. Um, and that really, that really moved things along. Um, our software, I, I like to think, had something to do with them. And what, what happened a lot as the markets became electronic, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this much, but, you know, in all the guys who these... Not all the guys who were on the floor became prop trading firms, but the ones that were any good at it and had any money, some of the all they all tried to become prop trading firms, but they all couldn't make it. Um, but trust me, there are some that did, and they just are doing fabulously well. Um, so I think it was. So I think the the verge as computers became cheaper, um, as markets became deeper and more electronic and more international. The impetus was there. I mean, I know one of my customers was a, a floor trader at the Board of Trade, and he was one of the first of the prop trading firms. And you may not, maybe you don't know this or not, but the f floor guys always like to maintain that they had to go, they had to, they had to find an edge. They had to find some kind of edge. Um, and if they didn't have an edge, they weren't going to trade. Um, and so the what the prop trading firms back on, what this guy did in those days is he started doing all, he, bonds became become very efficient, um, and he so he went to all the European markets because uh, they were very inefficient. Just like now, the you know, the Indian markets or the Chinese markets are very very inefficient. The crypto markets are wildly inefficient. 
So um, all of these things, I think, really brought a real groundswell and, and reason to trade algorithmically. What's the future of algorithmic trading? Where's it going? Well, I think it's really going um, more of the same. I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, I, I, people like to think you – know, people go back and forth about artificial intelligence and people – think artificial intelligence is going to be the 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 panacea for everything and probably it will be uh, <laughs> in the end although we get we're away, we have a ways to go before we get to that point um, but I do think that uh, artificial intelligence uh, is going to add a very interesting layer to, uh, to to our algorithmic trading you know I don't think nowadays even even guys who are considered to be discretionary traders I think they probably rely a lot more upon computerized technical analysis and analysis in general from computers than they were really, that they probably recognize. Uh, so I, I think what you're going to see more and more is the blending of the, the really good traders with um, computers, computerized trading. And ultimately, you know, the, the breakthroughs you probably realize in, in AI that occurred in the last couple of years is they finally figured out ways to make AI programs actually learn. And there's you're getting some frightening stories about that already, um, not you know, uh, Terminator aside. But they um, getting, can you explain really, that getting programs where they can learn? What what do you mean? Essentially, they they artificial intelligence learned a couple of years ago how to actually build a program that will actually improve. So let's say you have a program that's supposed, uh, let's say you have a program that's supposed to be um, a let's let's say it's supposed to evaluate mammograms. Um, you know the the the, the program will learn from its own mistakes um, and from new information how to actually do a better job. And the, this, is, this, this has been a huge breakthrough. So um, I think ultimately, I, I don't really know. I can tell you that I, I talk with a, with a person who actually maintains that he thinks he can actually uh, build a program that will kind of teach itself to trade. And I don't know that I really believe that. And I, he also wants to build a program that will actually help a trader become a better trader. But the point of the matter is if the guy's an idiot to begin with and he can't trade anyway, how's the computer going to make him any better? Maybe it could. Um, but I think that the idea of getting artificial intelligence support to discretionary traders and, again, to really big traders. And I know that some of the very best discretionary traders like Stevie Cohn – was, he's spending a fortune on incorporating artificial intelligence in their trading. Final question for beginner traders. W.D. Gann said doctors and lawyers study for years to learn their professions. Why should a man or woman who has $10,000 think that that's enough to make money trading? What would be your advice to beginner traders? I would, I would agree with W.D. Gann. So I think ultimately what I would give a tele-beginning trader um, is... Ultimately, you really have to figure out what really works. You have to you have to really say so you should spend some time, as much time as you need to, to figure out to have an understanding of various kinds of trading technologies. Um, then once you come come up with that basic understanding, you do need to understand um, yourself well enough to know what your risk characteristics are. Um, some people want to be right all the time. Um, and, you know, trust me in trading, wanting to be right all the time is one of the worst things you could possibly possibly do, but nobody can be. I don't care how good you are. Um, but if you think you're going to be right all the time, you're not going to get very far. Um, 
And so I think you have to understand what's out there um, and what your what your risk tolerances are. Um, and then you have to tr try to figure out where you're going to get information you can rely upon, whether you're going to buy it in software, which you can do. Um, you can buy it from advisors. You possibly can do this sometimes. Um, you can, there's lots of training that you can, that you can take, but I think you need to kind of know what it is um, you're planning on doing to actually give yourself a positive expectancy. But in the end, if you can, if you can get all those things, I would certainly say the most important single thing to success in trading, even algorithmic trading, is to know yourself. And if you don't really know that you have the, the guts to do this, then hire a money manager because all you're going to do is lose money. What separates a good trader from an excellent trader? Um, Self-honesty. I mean, ultimately, you know, I mean, a, a great trader, um, some of the, the best traders I know um, are actually really quite humble and they, and they, and they really have a lot of money too. Um, but uh, I mean, that, that, there are a few that are not, <laughs> but a lot, a lot of them, because basically almost anybody who's traded for a length of time will have had ups and downs. Um, and ultimately, one of the worst things that can actually happen to a beginning trader uh, is to get a whopper of a beginner, a whopper, whopper winner in the beginning because they think they're a genius. And I think one of the one of the big differences in, is in really good good traders and, and average traders are uh, they know the difference between luck and skill. Because I mean, I, I know that in the crash of '87, which is when I first started doing this, um, that reputedly there was a firm that actually made approximately a billion dollars in those in a couple of days when a billion dollars it's still a lot of money but a billion dollars was like five times more than it is now but in any case they said they just basically shut down the firm they said we're never going to do that again they basically gave all their employees huge bonuses said thank you and went into retirement um so i think um yeah we ourselves experienced a big windfall um we made our our program did very very well in 2008 um, and, you know, I mean, I've never, uh, I, I've had arguments with people about this, but I've having made 142% is great, but the simple truth is, uh, we happen to be in the right place at the right time. And if you're really going to be making money in trading, you trade long enough, you will get windfalls, but you have to know they're a windfall and you have to know what to do about a windfall. Bob, is there anything you'd like to offer our listeners? Well, you know, we have um, we have a lot of ways we can help people get into this process. Um, you know, one of the simplest ways is we have a program called Ranger, which is a very sophisticated program, which allows you to actually build successful trading strategies and actually comes with some. And I like to say, if you if you master Ranger, it's like getting your PhD in, in algorithm, algorithmic trading because it's really it's it's very rich. So there's that. It's a very nice program, and it also comes with an hour with me of orientation. I can also help people with um, all levels of coaching and mentoring and training. Um, so, but that's and that's very customized because I don't really have. I you have to take the person from where they are um, and figure out where they want to go and how much money they have to spend, how much time they can invest, and, and build a plan around that. And in in the final analysis, if somebody really has um, they know what they they know what they want, and they have rather deep pockets. They can just hire us to build them a trading program. Plus, we're also going to be once again managing money probably towards the middle of next year. So that's also an alternative. And if people want to contact you, where do they go? 
Uh, easiest way is to reach out to me by email, um, bob.pardo at pardocapital.com. Um, I also have a LinkedIn page, and we're actually f- establishing a new website, which will be available. With, um, but the easiest way is bob.pardo at pardocapital.com. We'll link that to our site when it goes up. Bob, thank you so much for your time over there at 6 p.m. Thank you. And witnessing your gorgeous library behind you, which is enormous. <laughs> That's only part of it. It goes all the way around. Bob, thank you for your time. My pleasure. And that's it for this week's episode of Talking Trading with Bob Pardo. Stay tuned next week as we've got a fun show with Andrew McComb, golf expert, and we compare how trading and golf are both pursuits done between your ears. And we look at the synergy between the two. But before we go today, here's a message from Louise Bedford on how to subscribe to Talking Trading through Apple iTunes if you have an iPhone or an iPad. I think one of the most fascinating things is to listen to podcasts, whether it's on an interest area or something to educate you. It's not just with talking trading, it's with a variety of different topics. But so many people don't know how to subscribe to podcasts so that they come up automatically. And sure, you will get an email by typing in talkingtrading.com.au and registering on our website, but I'm talking about subscribing through iTunes or Apple Podcast. So I'm going to take you through the steps to subscribe if you have an iPhone or an iPad. So step one, on your home screen, you'll find the purple Apple Podcasts icon. Step two is to tap on it to open it up. Step three is to find the podcast that you want. You'll tap the search magnifying glass in the lower right-hand corner. And in the search bar, you'll type in the show's name. So if you type in Talking Trading, for example, you'll find it'll come up there. Step five is when the logo for the show appears, tap on it. And then step six is you'll go to the page for the show and then you hit subscribe. To start listening right away, you can tap on any episode and then you'll have automatic episodes appearing in your iTunes or Apple podcast account. So it's as simple as that if you've got an iPhone or an iPad. I'll cover how to subscribe on an Android phone very shortly. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation. Want to know the hottest sectors in the Aussie market? Now's your chance. Download my free Hot or Not special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not.